Hey trainers, just want to let you guys know before we start today's episode, I'm going to be holding a championship here at Pokedex Radio. Just head over to pokedexradio.com slash tournament to get signed up. Now let's get started with today's episode. This is the Pokedex Radio podcast where you can learn to be the very best like no one ever was. Now, every Pokemon trainer knows that the best place to learn everything about Pokemon is to check their Pokedex. Now, this is where we talk about all things Pokemon, from the video game to the anime and more. Learn how to be a Pokemon master at PokedexRadio.com. Hey trainers and welcome to another episode of the Pokedex Radio Podcast. My name is Austin. I am the host of this show. If you've never heard us before, just head over down to PokedexRadio.com just to listen to all of the other episodes of the Pokedex Radio Podcast. We have forums as well, uh, PokedexRadio.com slash forums. You can go ahead over there and sign up uh, for the forums and it's a great little community over there. Uh, We don't have that many people. Um, but it's, it's, it's a nice little tight knit community. I think, uh, that's going pretty well over there on the forums. If you'd like to listen to today's episode, or I mean, well, you're listening to it now, but if you'd like to see the show notes for today's episode and see what I'm talking about today and read about it, you can just head over to pokedexradio.com slash 70. That's seven zero. If you'd like to email me, you can always do so. My email address is feedback at pokedexradio.com. Uh, if you'd like to comment on today's show notes, again, that's pokedexradio.com slash 70. Um, just scroll all the way down to the bottom, and there's a comment section there where you can just go ahead and comment on the show notes. Um, and if you'd like to sign up for the forums as well, you can do so. You can just sign in on the side of the page, and you can just comment to your heart's content. As long as you're a member of the forums, you can comment without it being uh, uh, blocked for a while because I need to go ahead and approve anybody's comments if it's the first time you're commenting. Of course, if you're for a member, you don't need to do that. I don't need to go ahead and approve anything. Um, as long as you just, you know, comment with a, and you know, something nice, obviously nothing, uh, vulgar, no, you know, offensive language, anything like that. Anyway, so, um, we're going to get into today's topic uh, in a minute. We're going to be talking about possible new Pokemon games. And I mentioned this last episode, but we'll talk about this in a minute. Um, Let's see here. If you like to see the, uh, if you can subscribe on iTunes, please go ahead and do so. Uh, just go to pokedexradio.com slash iTunes. It'll take you to the iTunes page. You just click subscribe from there. It'll bring up iTunes afterwards. Um, uh, again, the, there's the forums, there's iTunes. Uh, if you have Stitcher, please give us a thumbs up on Stitcher. I believe you can like comment and rate and stuff now on Stitcher. Uh, you can always, uh, obviously always do so on iTunes. If you can please just give us a, a, a good rating and a review, of course, five-star rating is always welcomed here. Um, so if you have any friends that also would like to listen to something about Pokemon, again, just hit, uh, let them go over to pokedexradio.com. Uh, but let's go ahead uh, and get to the main topic right after this. Now, if you're looking to shop on Amazon for Pokemon merchandise and other Pokemon uh, artifacts, uh, head over to pokedexradio.com slash store. Uh, there I've compiled many different uh, games and uh, movies and Pokemon plushies, all those types of things. 
Again, that's pokedexradio.com slash store, and it'll actually help out the Pokedex Radio podcast if you go ahead and buy from there. But if you don't see anything that you enjoy there, just head over to pokedexradio.com slash Amazon, and that simply takes you to the front page of Amazon, but using my affiliate link. Now, just shop for anything you want on Amazon. It doesn't matter what you buy, Pokemon-related or not, and it still helps out the podcast. And I really would enjoy if you went ahead and did something like that because it really does help me out in paying for some of the fees that I have here. Again, that's pokedexradio.com slash store for the official Pokedex Radio store or pokedexradio.com slash Amazon to head straight to the front page of Amazon. Trainers, I really do appreciate that you guys are using these links. I do want to thank you very much for doing so. Again, pokedexradio.com slash store or pokedexradio.com slash Amazon. And thank you so much for your support, trainers. So now let's get into our main topic today, Pokemon Plus and Minus. Now, this is just a rumor, uh, but it excited me because in the last episode I mentioned, you know, something I would like to see possibly from, you know, a, a Pokemon in 2014 was possibly an announcement of a new game. Um, we had po- we have Pokemon X and Y that just came out. They were announced January of last year. Uh, I had an episode recorded for it and everything, but I just didn't release it. Uh, unfortunately, I had a lot of good, you know, ideas uh, about the sh- about the new games. Uh, my my personal thoughts about it. Obviously, we know the games now. We've been playing them for a while, um, and I didn't get a chance to really give my thoughts. And now I think this is finally the chance to give my thoughts on a game. Now that it's just, if this is a real game or not, finally something is being announced. So. I'm thinking this new game, Pokemon Plus and Minus. There's a lot of rumors going around about this game, so let me just read off to you exactly what I've found here. Now, this was originally um, posted on a website called Dual Pixel. I think it's dualpixel.com, something like that. Um, either way, there's a link in the show notes, pokedexradio.com slash 70. This was, uh, this, there was information here given by uh, one of their sources by the name of Gino, uh, G-E-N-O, um, and this this source has given information to them before, uh, not, of course, you know, being a unofficial uh, unofficial source, not all, uh, always the the um, the information is not always accurate, uh, and just giving the uh, just given the nature of video games, stuff changes daily. You know, if something gets leaked and they didn't want that leaked, so they're going to try to change something, or you know, it's a developing process um, uh, that. You know, maybe one thing might be true now. The same thing might not be true tomorrow because the developers decided to change something, not because the rumors were leaked, but because it didn't work with the game. So I'm going to read off the list here of the uh, uh, the, the rumors that were that are have been given by Gino. Again, in no way is this official information or even true information. It's just something that was given, and we'll we'll see how it pans out you know, over the coming year. Um, and I'll just give a quick caveat here. Some of these things I don't understand. Like the first one I'm going to read off, I have no idea what that means. Um, but I'm going to read some of these off and give my opinion as I go along. The first one here is says game freak. Uh, well, the grammar's off. So I'm just going to try to fix the grammar as I read them. Game freak was one of the first, um, development studios inside Nintendo to receive alpha prototype hardware, uh, now have been upgraded to beta prototype hardware above. 
Um, no idea what that means. I'm, I'm assuming just a certain type of hardware they used, you know, maybe their computer systems, maybe the, the development software that they used to make the games. Um, Game Freak originally had an older version, alpha, and now getting a newer version, beta, um, type of hardware. I'm, I'm assuming he might have meant software. I don't know. It must have been hardware because obviously you need hardware to run the software. So a, a new game engine, possibly. I don't know. We'll see where that goes. The next one here is... Um, have a few areas marked out tons of concept art traveling between Pokemon company um, and Nintendo company limited. So there's, there's a lot of concept art pretty much traveling between Pokemon and Nintendo going back and forth. uh, I'm assuming maps, Pokemon themselves, uh, concept art for Pokemon. I mean, we've seen concept art for Pokemon. If you just go and search Pokemon concept art, there'll be a lot of things on like deviant art, including the original, um, Pokemon concept art. There's even one that looks kind of like a Nidoking, kind of like a Nidoqueen, kind of like a Rhydon. Um, and eventually they were split into three. And just it's it's just amazing to see the original concept art of Pokemon. Um, and I'm wondering what kind of concepts are coming out now. And I'll get to some of that in a minute as well. The next one here is Game Freak plans to completely overhaul the basic systems of battle, simplifying the process. I don't know exactly what that means, and uh, let me just give uh, my two cents here. I was listening to another Pokemon podcast, the uh, PMU podcast, uh, that is hosted by uh, my good friend Illus Dark Eight, uh, Mateo Vega. I mentioned him in the last episode about the um, uh, the Alzheimer's. Uh, they're doing the charity thing for Alzheimer's uh, in February. Uh, I believe that's going to be February fifteenth, and I'll, I'll try to see if I can find the, the link to that again. I didn't put it in the show notes last week, so I'll probably try to go back and put put the link over there. Um, anyways. Uh, I was listening to his show and uh, he has a little like he does his show live, you know, amazing, you know, it's it's awesome. So he does his show live. So I was in the chat on his show um, and I got I started listening right when they were talking about this. And he mentioned that I believe it was Final Fantasy 10 that they were also trying to do the same thing and simplify the process of, of the battle engine. Uh, and in doing so, they actually made it much more complex. Just thinking about Pokemon in the way it is. Pokemon is a very simple battle scheme. You know, turn one, you cho- I mean, you choose your moves. Whoever happens to be faster, that person ends up going, uh, ends up, you know, attacking first. And that's just the way it is. Back, forth, back, and forth. It's RPG in, in its simplest form. You know, back and forth fighting like that. Of course, I would love to see a much more robust fighting uh, fighting um, like artwork and and other things like that. You know, obviously from the TV show, you see the Pokemon actually fighting, hitting each other, things like that. They tried a little bit more with uh, Pokemon X and Y. I mean, it looks amazing with Pokemon X and Y. The Pokemon aren't just sitting there stationary, you know. Um, it looks good, don't get me wrong. Um, much better than back in Red and Blue days where they just sat there and if there was damage done, they used to, they just flashed and that was it. Um but they're going to overhaul the basic systems of battle. How? I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see what comes in the future. Uh, the next over here, um, the development team is going to put a lot of ideas they have wanted to do for years in this game. What type of ideas? I don't know. And, and this is very interesting to me because, of course, there's always been rumors that, that fly around. I mean, what I'm doing now is re- is like literally reading to you a list of rumors that are going around at the moment. If these are true or not, again, I don't know. Um, 
but I know they, they've, they've always wanted to do a lot of things with the Pokemon games. Of course, we've seen day and night. We've seen uh, weather. We've seen um, even the honey tree things. I mean, I think that kind of came back a little bit with X and Y. It wasn't the greatest. Um, I believe it was a little bit better um, in uh, uh, Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum uh, than it is here in X and Y. But, I mean, I would love to see like another radio system thing like uh, in... Uh, gold silver crystal uh, and then heart gold and soul silver the remakes with the uh the poke gear i think it was called they had the radio thing there was a radio program that you can listen to you know the music and everything it was awesome and i loved that of course i love radio um radio is my thing actually podcasting is more my thing than radio i host a podcast you're listening to it right now um I, I love all those types of little things, you know, the idea of time, the idea of seasons, even in, in black and white. And I think they brought it over to black and white, too, as well. I mean, all these little different things to make it seem more real world. And there's another thing that we're going to talk about in a, in a little while as well. I'm just going to say three simple letters, MMO, and we'll, and we'll move on. Okay. Next here is two versions already have code names, possible, uh, possibly final names of Pokemon Plus and Pokemon Minus. Um, I mean, generally, this is the title of the, of the podcast episode today, Pokemon Plus and Minus and some other stuff that I put on the end. Um, what this exactly means, I don't know. Po- you know, positive negativity, you know, you know, dark and light. There's, there was already black and white. I don't know exactly where plus and minus comes from or what it will exactly mean. But we'll have to see in the future. Uh, next here, the theme is old traditional versus new exploration i'm not going to explain this it'll be it'll be explained in a minute okay the next one here is uh there's a new there's going to be a new region obviously uh no name yet but it is based on southeast asia with one large peninsula and may have many and, and i'm sorry with one large peninsula and many smaller islands from what I've read so far, this seems to be kind of taking off the idea of maybe like a southern China, possibly even um, kind of like India, Tibet, all that area right there uh, with all the islands there of uh, kind of like the Southeast Asia, uh, Asian islands like Malaysia, things like that. And even um, uh, obviously Japan's uh, Japan is part of those, you know, Asian islands uh, near the coast there. But I believe it's going to be a little bit closer to, you know, China and Tibet and has those kinds of um, uh influences within some of these other things that i'm about to read to you uh let's uh, let's go down to the next one here uh three new starters uh obviously there's going to be three starters every pokemon game has always had three starters but these don't have names yet of course general uh, generally with starters water fire grass first one here water evolves into a water steel and is a squat teardrop shaped humanoid that has a jar uh has a jar filled um, with water on its, I'm sorry, this grammar is terrible. A jar filled with water on its head as it evolves and grows taller. The jar bigger, the jar grows bigger until it needs another set of arms to hold it on its head. Okay. Teardrop shaped humanoid thing with a jar of water. And as it grows, the jar gets bigger and it needs more arms to hold them up generally right there perfect um i don't like this concept too much it sounds to me kind of like a spider thing i forgot exactly who mentioned it again i was listening to the pmu podcast uh, right before recording this um and somebody mentioned that it would be really cool to see type of a some type of like spider type of like arachnid type pokemon that there would be a um uh, it would be like a spidery looking thing and inside its abdomen um 
that there would that would be filled with water and holding it up with the legs or something like that. That was an idea that he had. I thought that was a, a very interesting idea. Anyways, um, fire type evolves into a fire fairy and is a tiny, cute goat with fire blowing out of its horns. Uh, its horns and looks evolve. Um, its horns and look evolves more menacing until it has curly ram-like horns and a motorcycle hot rod-like look. Uh, I actually like this idea. Um, the hot rod thing, not too much, but the, the goat idea. Okay, we have go goats, grass, normal type, I think. Um, but this fire goat thing, uh, fire fairy, obviously, you know, it has differences uh, with with a fire fairy type Pokemon, different weaknesses, things like that. But I like the idea of the fire goat. I like the idea of having like more uh, real life type animals within the Pokemon franchise. I enjoy that. Obviously, the creativity of Pokemon with things like sock and throw, those look really creepy to me. Um, I mean, I enjoy the Pokemon. Don't get me wrong. I just think that it, it was too obvious sock like a punching throwing sock and then throw because literally it throws things um some some of the black and white pokemon i didn't enjoy too much um but anyways i really like the idea of this fire goat thing the next one is grass grass evolves into a grass electric and starts with a a, a leaf for a face it says leap but I'm, I'm assuming he means leaf for a face with a nubby root as a body and evolves until it grows into a let uh, into an electric producing palm tree with each flower petal having a different face. Um, all, all I'm seeing, all I'm seeing in this is executor. Honestly, that's all I, that's all I see in my head. Um, it's a smaller leaf thing with like a small nub. So it's literally a, a smaller tree um, that just literally grows into a bigger tree. Uh, becoming more electric. Um, I'm seeing in my head executor at the same time. I'm also seeing tropius in my head when I, when I, when I try to envision this, um, obviously tropius is very, you know, dinosaur like things like that. Um, but this one, this to me seems very, uh, how do I put this? Like, like an executor. I mean, simply just like an executor, um, just with a, a different name and different typing executor in, in essence is a palm tree because the, eggs of the execute are not eggs they're kind of like coconuts you know really even though it's called execute because it looks like eggs and they gather together um to look like a nest of eggs but generally they're they're kind of coconut looking things moving on here the main legendary for a pokemon plus is a uh, shifu uh, shifu lion looking psychic ground type pokemon a shifu lion looking psychic and ground type pokemon that has multiple faces Okay, if you don't know what the uh, a Shifu lion is, look it up. It's kind of like that age, uh, the kind of like Asian-y looking lion thing. Um, when I thought of it at first, I thought of like you know Chinese New Year with the with the dragon. It has that kind of face, but it's a generally it's a from what I've seen already. I looked it up on Wikipedia. Uh, just look up Shifu lion, um, and it's like the kind of like Chi- Chinese or even you know just kind of the Asian culture lion statue thing. Um, and that's what a Shifu lion is. Uh, I think this is kind of cool, but with the whole thing with multiple faces and again, referencing PMU podcast, I don't remember who said it on PMU. Um, but they mentioned it to be kind of like a, uh, there, there's going to be a lot of, um, like Hindu and in, uh, Indian type of, uh, influences with this game. We're going towards more towards East, uh, East, uh, sorry, West Asia now. Um, 
instead of instead of the you know Japanese and occasionally some of the Chinese culture aspects about things. Um, obviously, more Japanese than anything, but I think we're moving a little bit more more west to like the west like West Asia, like you know Tibet, Nepal, India, with some of Hindu type influences and there's also some buddhist influences here as well that i'm seeing and, and we'll talk about that in a second let's see here the um the second legendary the minus legendary is a ghost fairy type that has two dashes for eyes and is a hurricane and has hurricane like appendages with many arms and hands many arms and hands very simply in the hindu religion i forgot exactly who it was is it shiva i'm not sure um has many arms and obviously at the end of the arms you have hands don't you so hurricane like appendages there's obviously a lot of typhoons in the area uh there's more weather influences i'm seeing right now obviously with kind of like the religion aspect of things i'm liking this so far let's move on to the next one more traditional pokemon like gameplay will be on the handheld controller while all new gameplay aspect will be on the terminal unit think about that let that sink in again i'll read it again for you if you'd like more traditional pokemon like gameplay will be on the handheld controller while all new gameplay aspect will be on the terminal unit handheld controller aren't pokemon games normally on a handheld device now i'm not saying there's going to be a new type of game console at all i'm thinking wii u there nowhere in this article at all mentions the wii u but that's what i'm getting out of this and that's what a lot of people have been thinking you know is this game going to be on the wii u isn't this supposed to be a uh, traditional main series pokemon game and then again going back up this theme the theme for this game is old tradition versus new exploration traditionally pokemon is on a handheld video game device originally starting with the game boy it's an amazing little device the game boy pocket was my very first uh video game system ever with pokemon blue at a blue game boy pocket with pokemon blue matched perfectly afterwards i got pokemon red anyways handheld pokemon uh the game boy okay moving on to the game boy color with um pokemon uh crystal okay i think that one was actually really the only official po- uh game boy color pokemon game even though the other ones could be played on the game boy color as well uh obviously you know gold and silver can be played on the pokemon uh, on the uh, game boy on the game boy color but it was technically only a game boy game i think crystal was the only one that was actually branded you know game boy color on on the box moving from game boy to game boy color then to the game boy advance another handheld system moving from the Game Boy Advance to the Nintendo DS, obviously all the different translations of DS, uh, DS, uh, the, ten, the original DS, DSi, DS Lite, uh, the DSi XL, you know, you know, 3DS, 2DS, uh, 3DS XL, uh, all DS systems, and then obviously 3DS, there you go, um, the newest handheld system. Moving now from handheld to console is interesting. I don't like this move. I prefer handheld stuff. I don't like sitting in one spot all the time. I like moving around. Um, and plus, I get bored if I sit in too if, it's, if I sit too long in one spot. Um, using a handheld system for this, I mean, I, I know the Wii U has its own little controller thing with the screen, and that's nice. Um, I don't know if you can really like walk away with it and play on it by itself, and then come back to the TV. 
Uh, like you can like leave your house or something, you know, for hours at a time, play on that and then come back. I don't know how that works. I don't want to own a Wii U, at least not yet. Um, and that Pokemon terminal unit thing, I don't know exactly what that means. I'm not sure if that has to do with those little, um, uh, things for uh, Pokemon rumble you, those little things you can like put on top of, uh, that little, you know, NFC sensor thing. Not sure if that's exactly what that is, but, um, it's something interesting that we'll have to see in the future. Next one here, the Pokemon fighters render that was, uh, teased as uh, running on alpha kits Beta kits now have advanced cell shading going for very detailed uh, living anime look. So I mentioned a couple of episodes ago, Pokemon fighters, and I believe I even have the video up on the site if it hasn't been taken down from YouTube yet. Um, Not my video, but it's somebody else's video. Most likely Uh, it, it is somebody else's video and it wasn't an official video type of thing. I believe it was also even put at the end of a Pokemon direct uh, kind of like really fuzzy snowy uh, kind of like that grainy looking kind of went in and out and that looked amazing to me that looked like you know a, a better version of like uh, Pokemon Battle Revolution um, so apparently that was used uh, going back to alpha prototype and beta prototype apparently that was used using old software and hardware possibly and now there's going to be new software and hardware used to make these new games to make it more living anime to give it a more living anime look um i think this is nice to see something like that cell shading mm, but uh we'll see okay the next one here the new team villains are described as a bunch of um zohai zealots uh types who have who have discovered the player's best friend as a reincarnation of a special type of person who is a, only a who only is alive every 100 years. They believe the old system where people were given a Pokemon egg and they stick to that Pokemon until they die and whose function in society dictate what role that person is. They are against the modern trend of Pokemon trainers and capturing multiple Pokemon and are making a holy pilgrimage to evoke the old legendaries to turn everything back to normal. They keep the player away from their friend, saying the special one who can do amazing things like mega evolved Pokemon without the use of a mega ring as only love uh, is that of of Pokemon and not people. It is planned to be revealed later that for the special one or your friend to fulfill their role in society, they must be mortally sacrificed to awaken the legendaries. Huh? Okay. Let's start with the very beginning here. The new team villains are described as a bunch of Zohai zealots um, who have discovered the player's best friend as a reincarnation of a special type of person who is only alive every 100 years. So what I did was I googled search what the heck a Zohai was. Uh, if I can pull up the Wikipedia page again. Zohai is, uh, let's see here. Zohai were Buddhist monk warriors of feudal Japan. At certain points of history, they held considerable power, obliging uh, obliging the imperial and military governments to collaborate. That is Wikipedia's definition. Um, okay, Buddhist warrior monks of feudal Japan. Again, moving back to that extremely traditional type of thing, kind of Jodo-y type of stuff, of moving back to more tradition, more homey type things. Um, I get, I can understand that. But what I don't, what I'm not, I'm not feeling it here. I mean, I'm feeling it. It's really cool. But they've discovered that your best friend has a, is a reincarnation of a special type of person who is only is alive only every 100 years. 
I mentioned this to the guys on PMU and they kind of laughed at it, but I was being dead serious when I said this. And I don't know if you got this idea too when you heard me read this or if you've read this already. This reminds me in a way to the Dalai Lama. And I don't mean that as a joke because I know the Dalai Lama is, you know, a very, you know, respectable, you know, very, you know, uh, important person in, um, in like Buddhist tradition, things like that, I think. Um, but that's what I'm getting out of this. The Zohai are, you know, Buddhist monks, Buddhist warrior monks. And this person, your rival, your friend, not your rival, but your friend in the game just so happens to be a special person that is born only every, you know, hundred years. And there is, you know, I don't know. I mean, obviously this isn't going to the, uh, to the fact that, Oh, you know, this is a, a reincarnation like the Dalai Lama is said to be of somebody who's born every 100 years. So we're getting a lot of that stuff into it. And I kept, I kept, excuse me, I kept, you know, kind of being, uh, confused about it. I kept saying to them in Indian tradition, obviously this isn't Indian tradition. It's Buddhist tradition. And obviously there's Buddhists everywhere, uh, especially over in that, in that area of the world. But let's move on. I put it out there. I'm saying it Dalai Lama, not as any disrespect to the real Dalai Lama, but moving on. Uh, they believe the old system where people were given a Pokemon egg and they stick to the Pokemon until they die. Whose function in society dictate what the, what role that person is. That's kind of a very interesting concept. When I heard, when I read that immediately, I was brought to Pokemon forever. And I know Pokemon forever really was only technically like 60 years ago or 50 years ago as far as the anime is concerned. And I know video game and anime normally don't blend, but it brought me back to that type of idea. Um, Ash goes back in time and sees professor Oak Samuel as a kid. Uh, obviously they use very different pokeballs. They have uh, a very different um, view on things. And it was a lot of time travel kind of celebrity type of things. Okay. That's the first thing I thought of. But going back into this, there's a, there, there's a modern trend of Pokemon. Obviously, Pokemon is a very modern type thing, uh, especially just going even from the very beginning, from Kanto, very modern. There was gene splicing. There was science. There was uh, technology. Going to Johto, there was more tradition, more going back to your roots, back to a rural area. I can't say that word very well. Rural area, um, you know, in contrast to the, you know, very... Um, big city type things, uh, type area that Kanto was, then Jota was very rural compared to Kanto. Uh, then moving on to Sinnoh was, you know, an island. It was kind of, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I live in Florida, so I get that kind of like Florida feeling from, from Hoenn. Uh, and then moving on to, uh, let's say Sinnoh, uh, where, where, where was Sinnoh? Sinnoh was kind of different. I mean, Sinnoh was very, you know, just normal. Um, obviously with a little bit of tradition moving a little bit kind of in that direction, uh, very earthy type things. Uh, the same thing with Hoenn uh, and then moving on to Unova where there was this with N being so kind of weird and kind of like, you know, I, I want to move back to, to, you know, not using Pokemon, using Pokemon is bad. You know, Pokemon are free and they're animals. You know, they, they don't need to be, you know, pitted against each other and fighting. And I, and I understood that from him. 
in X and Y, there was this, this move towards, um, looking out towards space. And I'm not, I'm just going to put it like in that way, a uh, very mysterious, very, um, I, I don't know how to put it other than saying ancient aliens. I mean, that was the reference I made for it before. And it's going to, it's going to be the reference I'm going to keep using for it as far as until I can think of something else. Um, you know, very mysterious and everything to it. And I really enjoyed that from Pokemon X and Y now moving towards another type of ancient culture type thing. Like Jodo was like, uh, like, um, Oh my God, what's the, uh, uh, like Kalos was and, and how this new region might be. That's different. I mean that I really enjoy seeing stuff like that. I don't know where exactly I was going with that, but you can kind of see where I'm going with that, I guess. Let's see. They're against the modern trend. Uh, let's see here. Um, and they need to sacrifice the kid in order to awaken the legendaries. Ah, Pokemon, what am I going to do with you? Um, <laughs> there's always the crazy team. Originally, the crazy team was Team Rocket. Uh, team Rocket was all the way into Johto. When we got to Kanto, I mean, sorry, when we get to Hoenn, these guys were, you know, let's raise the seas. We're going to live on boats uh, and then we're not going to have any land. So we can't plant anything because we're idiots. And then, you know, the other ones are like, let's lower the seas. So now we're not going to have any water to do anything with. And we're not going to be able to plant anything. We want deserts and lava and we're not going to be able to eat any food because we're going to ruin everything. Just idiots completely. Um, just didn't use logic when they were planning out their stuff. Um, I mean, that's religion for you, honestly, but uh, moving on from that. Okay. Moving to the idea of very old world, very classic. I don't want to say classic, but very, um, ancient tradition type things of making a sacrifice to somebody. I highly doubt they're actually going to kill the kid. Um, but that's a nice concept to see in Pokemon, you know, very, very real world, very, um, uh, uncensored. Uh, as far as Pokemon is concerned. Uh, I mean, they never really censored Pokemon as far as I can tell. I mean, they, let's, let's take the anime out of this, but um, you know, the, the episode with James and the thing. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm talking about? If you know exactly if, the episode with James, I think it was like episode 19 tentacruel idea thing. Anyways, um, you know what I'm talking about? And they censored a couple of other episodes, including the one where he catches all the Tauros because they put a gun in his face um, they shouldn't have censored that. I don't think they should have censored that. I mean, it's, it, it, it was the idea of the episode and this episode is getting way too long. Okay. I try to move uh, through these rest of these quickly. I like the idea moving towards that old world style type things. Those ancient, um, ideas of, you know, sacrificing somebody to awaken a God, a legendary moving on, uh, routes connection, um, routes connection, the Oh my goodness, this grammar is terrible. Routes connect the island together are water bridges, but clumps of islands are connected together by underwater tunnels. Um, maybe we'll see dive again. That'll be interesting. Um, so um, water bridges uh, and some smaller islands are connected by underwater tunnels. That's cool. Moving on. Um, there is a stone sloking statue that is a parody of the reclining Buddha at Watfo, Thailand. Um Again, moving to that Buddhist tradition. Now we're seeing it as slow king. What do you think of when you think of slow king, slow bro, slow poke, Jodo? Um, I forgot what the town's name was right next to Ilex Forest. But yeah, slow, slow bro. Is, I mean, slow poke is a very 
you know, looked at Pokemon because it is a very pensive uh, Pokemon. It's a very smart Pokemon, even though it's kind of, it's not, it's not a dumb Pokemon by any means. Um, obviously evolving into a, uh, slow King with the King's rock. If you see the, if you see in the second movie, it, it is a very intelligent Pokemon and seeing this as a type of like Buddha type figure, just, just amazing. I, I love Pokemon. I really do. Moving on. Um, many Pokemon from Hoenn and Sinnoh will make a return. That's nice to see. Uh, a variety of Pokemon gyms. Um, uh, one is a, a male system that only uses flying types and focuses on sky battles. I mean, male system by, you know, sending out mail by Pidgey or whatever. I'm assuming uh, sky battles is going to be nice. Um, one only uses baby Pokemon. Interesting. Um, one is implied to be a real vampire and uses ghosts and dark Pokemon. Again, moving toward that ancient idea of, you know, vampires and ghosts and things. I mean, obviously there's ghost type Pokemon, but moving toward that idea of vampires. Um, I like that. Let's, let's keep going. Uh, there's also a military like leader who uses fire and steel type Pokemon. Where is Lieutenant surge when you need him? I want to see if this fire and steel type military like gym leader is in relation in any way to Lieutenant surge. I would love to see a connection there. I mean, my inner fangirl would come out and start squealing. Honestly, I mean, that's kind of a weird thing to say, but that might happen. Next here, uh, the island gameplay with gym leaders and the Elite Four island can be played entirely on, on the handheld and can be blown up on the terminal for home play. Again, more handheld terminal stuff that I don't understand too much because, again, I don't own a Wii U. I don't know this terminology. Um we'll see what happens with that moving on again um new pokemon type similar to shinies no details yet on how they work but told they are going to change the game significantly all right i don't like this i'm just gonna say it flat out i don't like it i said the same thing back with uh, fairy types i didn't like those either i like them now uh, they grew on me i'm sure this is gonna grow on me too but going back it's like why didn't they just put this in before I know there's gonna they're trying to do a lot of things that are you know that they've wanted to do that they probably can do now with better software, better hardware, you know, more advanced technology. I get it. But why didn't they just do it before? Um whatever this new type is, I don't know. Um like shinies, but not really. It's not mega evolution, uh, because they mentioned mega evolution already. Uh, what type of Pokemon this is. And, uh, more, more than likely nothing to do with the Poke Rus, uh, the Pokemon virus. Um, because that's just, you know, EV training a little bit better. I don't know what this is. I want to see more about this. Uh, it's probably not going to be like alternate forms and stuff like that of Pokemon. We'll have to see. Next here, the mainland is an MMO like environment that is exclusive to the terminal and is shared by both versions. Uh, I'm going to read the next one here because that's pretty much the same thing. Players all over the world online can chat, trade, intermingle, and experience new updated storylines on the mainland. What? Okay, honestly, the mainland is an MMO-like environment that is exclusive to the terminal and is shared by both versions. Okay, forget the rest of the stuff. All I'm looking at is MMO. Obviously, a lot of us have wanted a, you know, free-roaming type of Pokemon game. Obviously, it can be a little linear. That's how most games usually are anyways. Um, You know, directing you, you have to go here first before you can go here. That's what Pokemon generally is. Very linear type game. Um... 
I, I don't know what to think of this. If this is really true, that it's going to be a very, if it's going to be like an MMO type game, are we going to have to pay for the service? You know, I mean, just simple things that are coming to my mind. Are, are we going to have to pay for the service? If we do have to pay for the service, you know, how are the servers going to be? If they do decide to do something like this, we saw over the past month, not many people can really, you know, take care of their, you know, their stuff. PlayStation couldn't do it. Steam couldn't do it. Xbox, I mean, Microsoft couldn't do it. Uh, Nintendo clearly could not do it and took the longest to get their stuff back on back online. You know, with the Pokemon, uh, the Pokemon Bank coming out, everybody trying to register their new uh, Nintendo Network IDs, and that was just a complete cluster. I want to say more, but we'll just say cluster for now instead of saying the whole word. Um, it was just a complete cluster, and, I, and they just couldn't do it. Um, again, I was I was talking to the guys over at PMU, and they said. You know, I'm sure Nintendo will update their servers by that time. I hope so. It's it's probably going to be within the year. I mean, honestly, X and Y came out. I mean, Black and White 2 came out just the previous year, you know, and then one year later, X and Y. And now one year later, this new possible game. And even if it's for a console, because generally if it's for a console, it's going to probably have to be, you know, at home, you know, using your home internet, whatever. Um, so there's probably going to be less people playing because it's not a um, mobile game. We'll put it that way, handheld game. Um, generally, people are out and about during the day. They're probably going to have to have you know better servers during the evening times. You know, all around the world. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. Really, I mean, if it's a service that we're going to have to pay for, I mean, with the Pokemon Bank, we're going to probably have. To, I mean, we're going to have to be paying for that anyways. Five dollars a year, not bad at all. Let's change, okay? You can find five dollars in the ground walking around every couple of days. You know, that's, uh, you know, just walk around, look for a change on the floor. You'll find $5 eventually um, adding it up. So that's not that big of a deal. But if this is going to turn into an MMO type experience, is it going to be like everybody on at the same time? Or is it going to be, and again, guys from PMU mentioned this, is it going to be like an Animal Crossing type thing where you could literally invite somebody as long as they're like on your friends list or something like that, you can invite somebody to play alongside you um, in your game. Which, I mean, the idea is amazing already, but the idea of having a free roaming MMO, everybody's everywhere type thing, kind of like a World of Warcraft type game would be insane, but entertaining at the same time. I mean, obviously those kind of games have both their good and bad points, but you never know. We'll have to, we'll have to see what happens in the future. Next here, Pokemon Band is a new mechanic introduced to get people involved who do not battle. A cooperative experience where Pokemon dance and make music together to achieve the highest group score. Um, Shigeru Miyamoto likes music. That that was made obvious when he came out with that Mario when Nintendo came out with that Mario uh, music game thing for the Nintendo Wii back when the, I think I think that was originally when the Wii was coming out, uh, or there might have been the year after. Shigeru Miyamoto loves music. He's the president of Nintendo or something like that, or CEO, something like that of Nintendo. President, I think. Um, so having Pokemon banned uh, obviously is something that is more, an, uh, I'm assuming would be more of a Nintendo idea. Obviously, cooperative play is a very big thing in Pokemon. Obviously, we've been battling since Gen 1. Um, something interesting, something nice. The Pokemon dancing is obviously a more traditional, I want to say... Uh, Again, bringing this back to Johto, bringing this back to Ecrotique City, seeing the, um, I think that the girl, the kimono girls dancing, singing, 
can I get that idea? Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll move on from that. Now, the Pokemon Bank this is the last one here. Pokemon Bank are actual locations on the mainland and handheld areas where people can import past Pokemon, mainly from Pokemon X and Pokemon Y, into the new game. The idea of importing, I, I don't like this because you, you import from one generation to the next and you can't bring them back. Obviously, that's the idea. That's what they want to have to do in order to make you buy the new game. I get it. And to pay for the services, things like that. I get it. That's a, that's a strictly business idea. You know, not a problem there. And then even backwards compatibility with software, hardware. I get it. But this is interesting to see the Pokemon Bank being an actual place in the Pokemon game. It's very similar to what we have with the Pokemon Center. Literally, you can call the Pokemon Center as well a Pokemon Bank. A personal Pokemon Bank. Not one that's in the cloud, but a personal one where you go to the PC in the Pokemon Center and you grab your Pokemon from there. It's like a bank anyways. Obviously, there's not too much of a big deal with this concept. I think this was, you know, in the end, it, it's, it was going to have to happen. There's going to be a Pokemon Bank location. Um, obviously, I didn't think of this before, but I, thinking about it, it, it makes sense. So that's it, really, for the main topic of today's episode. All of this stuff, and this is like 45 minutes in, probably, uh, probably do some editing about 44 minutes in. All of these things... Looking at how the tradition is going to work with it, um, there's going to be the Buddhist tradition type things, uh, tons of it, possibly with some even some Hindu influence. This is just amazing. This is why Pokemon is just so absolutely amazing to me, moving around into the different influences of different things, obviously going from uh, Japan to America to, uh, I mean, two different places in America, Arizona and New York. Um, there was Orr and then there was... Um, what was the black and white, black and white two region? Can't think of its name off the top of my head. Um, you know, America, Japan, Southeast Asia now, uh, France. Um, I like this. I like where it's going. I want to see more. If this is true, then it's true. If I mean, if it's not, then it's not. But I like the concept. Let me know what you have to say in the show notes over at pokedexradio.com slash 70. The question of the episode this week do you think Pokemon Plus and Minus are fake? If so, why? If not, why not? I know it's like an essay question, but come on, bear with me. Um, and, and also, what do you think about it? I'm not going to write that in the thing, but you know, do you think Pokemon Plus and Minus are fake? If so, why? If not, why not? And give me more of your opinion about this too. Um, obviously, there's a lot of Buddhist and Hindu, uh, and possibly even some Hindu tradition mixed in this uh, with this obviously Buddhist tradition um, with being, you know, in, in the Asian area of the world, there's a lot of that. Obviously these games are Japanese games. Um, you know, there's Buddhism, there's Shintoism, there's all those types of, uh, you know, religions and, and ideas out there. I would love to see what you have to think more of the influence that the, that these traditions, these religions are giving to Pokemon. And it's just absolutely amazing because I enjoy discussing religion. Um, not to get religiony on you, I'm not a religious person at all. Uh, I wa- I was once a long time ago, um, but I still enjoy talking about and debating religion. And it now bringing into the thing that you know one of the things I love most about just this world, Pokemon, 
bringing two things that I enjoy together absolutely amazes me. All right. So that's it for the main topic of the episode. Again, pokedexradio.com slash 70. Scroll down to the show notes. You can go uh, scroll down the show notes. There's a comment section on the bottom. Do you think Pokemon plus and minus are fake? If so, why? If not, why not? Now let's get into the Pokemon of the episode. Who's that Pokemon? The Pokemon of the episode today is Pokemon number 189, Jumpluff. Jumpluff is a grass and flying type Pokemon. Where is the Cerebi link? I lost it. (laughs) Great, I lost it. Okay, just give me one second. All right, bringing it back here. Um, Jumpluff is uh, known as the Cottonweed Pokemon. Cottonweed, I can't pronounce stuff too well today. Uh, As the Cottonweed Pokemon, it again is a grass and flying type Pokemon. Um, It's only two foot, it's two feet seven inches tall. So it's it's an okay sized Pokemon, but it's only 6.6 pounds. Very, very light Pokemon for a medium somewhat sized Pokemon, about the size of a dog. Um, because it's, you know, cottonweed Pokemon is very light. It floats in the air. Moving on. It has three different abilities it can have and um, its previous forms, uh, its base uh, evolutions. Hopip evolves into Skiploom at level 18. Skiploom evolves into Jumpluff at level 27. B- both of them, all three of them, have the same abilities that they can have. First ability is Chlorophyll. When sunny, the Pokemon's speed doubles. However, speed will not double on the turn the weather becomes clear skies. All right. Uh, second ability, Leaf Guard, prevents the Pokemon from receiving status conditions during strong sunlight. Both have to do with sunlight. So obviously being a grass-type Pokemon, sunlight is something grass and plant things like, right? So these are two very cool abilities here. Uh, next as hidden ability uh, can have is Infiltrator. Um, the protections... I'm sorry. Yeah, the protections and stat boosts caused by moves, the moves substitute, reflect, light screen, and safeguard by the opponent are ignored. Now, infiltrator is the same, uh, same, similar to uh, the same ability that uh, last week's Pokemon of the episode had, Noivern. Um, a very good ability. Uh, I enjoy this ability. Obviously, nothing to do with sunlight and grass types, but it's an awesome ability um, to have. Let's see here. Hopip can be found. Because Jumpluff is not found in the wild, and neither is Skiploom in these games, seems like. Uh, actually, I don't think they... I'm not sure. Let's let's read this off here. Uh, Hopip can be found in Pokemon X and Y on Route 7, and Skiploom... Uh, you have to evolve Hopip. Yeah, they're not found in the wild at all, and neither is Jumpluff. So you have to capture a Hopip, level 18 is Skiploom, level 27 to Jumpluff. Now let's go over Jumpluff's stats here. Where are we? There we go. Um... HP 75, attack 55, defense 70, uh, special attack 55, special defense 95, and speed of 100. A very fast Pokemon. I, I mean, I didn't look at its stats before I decided, before I'm before reading them just now. Um, surprised that it's such a fast Pokemon. Then again, looking at it, it's a six pound Pokemon. Not surprised that it's so fast. Um, the thing is, its HP is kind of low. Its attack and special attack are also generally kind of low. Uh, it might be better as a uh, special defense, you know, defending type Pokemon. Let me look at some of its moves over here to see what it learns uh, as it levels up. Um, learns Fairy Wind. Um, not surprised by that, actually. Uh, fairy Wind, Poison Powder, you know, Stun Spores, uh, you know, traditional grass type, you know, powder moves. 
uh, bullet seed, leech seed, mega drain, uh, acrobatics being a flying type move, rage powder, something I've never heard of. The user scatters a cloud of irritating powder to draw attention to itself. Opponents only aim at the user. Interesting. Uh, cotton spore, U-turn, wary seed, bounce, uh, memento, which is a great movie, by the way. Uh, memento, if you've ever seen it. Anyways. So yeah, that is the Pokemon of the episode. Uh, Pokemon number 189, Jumpluff. Now, that is pretty much it for the Pokedex Radio podcast today. It's nearing the one hour mark. Let me just try to mention something really quickly here. Um, again, just don't forget, first of all, uh, that I'll be doing a uh, uh, this little charity event thing with uh, Illustark 8, Mateo Vega, from the PMU podcast mid-February. I will try to get the links out to you guys. If you guys like us on Facebook, I'll definitely put the link there. If you follow the Pokedex Radio on Twitter, again, that is just facebook.com slash Pokedex Radio or at Pokedex Radio on Twitter. Uh, the links will be going out there. Um, like to see you know, you guys listening to that because it is a live event, a 24-hour live event. Um, of course, I would love if you listened when I was on, excuse me, when I was on, you know, that when I'm on the 24-hour thing. If you can listen to, you know, all 24 hours, that would be amazing. Of course, donating for the cause for Alzheimer's, things like that. Um, I would really love if you guys went over and listened to that when it happens again, mid-February, I believe it's February 15th when it's going to start. Um, just simple things, you know, subscribe on iTunes, give us good ratings, reviews, things like that. You know, the whole deal, subscribe through the website, whatever you want to do, read the blog. There's blog stuff. Um, one of the, uh, forum members, Dre, he's actually going to be writing for us now. Um, he's actually been, there's a couple of articles he's coming out with already. Um, they're being auto published. Um, cause I have it set up that way on WordPress. Um, there's an EV training guide throughout the month of, uh, January. Uh, every Tuesday will be a new, uh, article about EV training. It's really awesome. Uh, go ahead and read what he has to, what he wrote. It's really cool. There's also going to be a competitive build article, uh, once a week about, the Pokemon of the episode that I choose. So, um, Dre this week is jump Um, one thing really quickly, I just want to try to just touch on, I was uh, kind of down a little bit, um, this past week, um, just for stupid reasons. Cause you know, I'm thinking for some reason, you know, the podcast isn't doing well as this is just me in my head. I mean, the podcast is doing amazing, but this is just me in my head. I'm thinking, you know, the podcast isn't doing well. You know, the fan base could be bigger. You know, there could be more listeners, you know, the website could be better. I could have, you know, a better quality with things. And I know I have the best quality out of any Pokemon podcast, regardless of what anybody has to say. The equipment I'm using here is much better than anything any Pokemon podcast has ever used ever. WTPT. It's super effective. Puckle. Any Pokemon podcast you've ever heard of, Pokedex Radio is the top quality Pokemon podcast. Content may, may not be as, you know, as amazing as you know, some other podcast WTPT was an amazing Pokemon podcast. They had interviews of, you know, influential people in the anime and gaming community, you know, but that was them. This is me. Um, but I, I was kind of down thinking that, you know, the Pokemon podcast isn't doing so well for some reason I was thinking that, uh, and it was, it was told to me like, look, there are people out there who listen to other Pokemon podcasts. Yeah. Those people listen to those other podcasts because, you know, either they were, you know, the, okay, those other podcasters, I'm not mentioning any names. There are many other Pokemon podcasts out there that are amazing, but there are, there are those that are only out there for their name. Uh, and they don't really care about the Pokemon franchise like you do. 
And, and, and of course I do. This is what was told to me. I'm saying um, they don't care about the Pokemon franchise like you do. You have genuine fans, people who are on the forums and that will listen to you every single week. You shouldn't be thinking that way. I mean, I'm kind of just summarizing things that people of other people have told me over this past week. You know, regardless of what you do, we're going to love what you do. You have amazing quality, you know, and, and personally thinking, I don't think I have the greatest content, but I try, I do my best. I mean, I mean, I'm a busy guy. I mean, not busy like, oh my God, I have this and that to do, but I mean, I work, I have a full-time job, you know, I'm a normal person. So I, I feel that when I was talking to these other people, they really turned me around. I love doing this podcast. I love bringing it to you guys every single week. Um, and I just need to find that, you know, inspiration every single week to go ahead and do this show because obviously there's some days that I'm just like, I can't do it. Like today was one of the days I can't do it, but look at this almost an hour episode today. Amazing. And I don't know. I I just want to thank you guys for listening to this show every single week. Those of you who have been supporting me through, um, using the Amazon links and stuff like that. I just want to thank you so much for that. Um, and I really don't know what else to do other than just sit here and, and thank you profusely for doing things like that. And I've come out of that, you know, kind of like lull that I was in that, that sulking kind of, uh, area in my mind that I was in. And I'm just going to bring you the best Pokemon podcast that I can, the best Pokemon podcast that is going to fill your ears with Pokemon goodness, regardless of what else you listen to Pokemon podcast or not. I want this to be the best podcast you're listening to. So thank you again, listeners, for doing all you do for me here. So let's go ahead and end things for today. I want to thank you very much for listening, trainers. Again, like I mentioned before, there's the iTunes. Please give us a rating and review and subscribe there if you haven't. Um, any other way you can listen to us, you can, su- you can subscribe directly through uh, uh, the website over at pokedexradio.com. The show notes, again, are over at pokedexradio.com slash 70 can follow us on twitter at pokedex radio you can like us on facebook facebook.com slash pokedex radio thank you so much for listening to today's episode trainers um got a lot of cool articles and stuff coming up in the near future so go ahead and check that out over at pokedexradio.com but again that is it for today's episode trainers again my name is austin letting you know to live to laugh and to catch them all and i'll see you guys next week This podcast is a Flashlight Studios production. Copyright 2014, Flashlight Studios. For more information, you can visit us at flashlight-studios.com or for the Pokedex Radio at pokedexradio.com. And thank you for listening.